Iowa everywhere. We recommend listening to the CW Pod with a glass of Steeple Ridge bourbon. Mm. Grown, distilled, well-rested, and bottled in Erling, Iowa. Now, from the Channel Seed Studios, this is the CW Pod, fueled by Steeple Ridge. And hello, friends. Welcome to CW Pod here on recording Wednesday, November the 15th. And really excited to be back here in the Channel Seed Studios. I've got an old buddy of mine who, well, he's a lot younger than me. Not that much. Feels like you are. How old are you? 34. Oh, yeah. You're not that much younger than me. Because my my friend Chris Quayar from the Iowa High School Athletic Association and but you were like a student at Iowa State when I was when I had just got back with Cyclone Fanatic and you were at the Iowa State Daily. Correct. Yeah. So we've probably known each other since I was what, nineteen? Yeah, and a you long were, time. You were in your mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. We've uh well I've seen you rise. I don't know what anybody would say about my uh career development, but you know, well, it's, it's, it's been fasc- fun to see you rise. Well, I, it's <laughs> yours is fascinating to me because you're like in this like management, like this sports business. Like it, there's so many things that you do. What is your actual title? So I am the communications director. Okay. Yeah. My job crosses every intersection in our organization, which is both awesome and terrible, as you probably know from your management positions. Um, but I absolutely love it. Um, I, I like where our organization's at, even if we're making headlines for some not ideal stuff at the, at the current time, but, uh, we got football championships tomorrow, and uh, wow. the busy time of year is always good for us. I came from preps before I started doing all this, and I started to to learn about it and just the passion. I love the Unidome weekends. I used to look forward to it all the time. So I used to do play-by-play. I had a lot of really good teams mm-hmm. when I was at KMA, the the Stanton championship teams, Linux. So I, I got to love eight-man. Yes. And then uh, Council Bluff, St. Albert, I called a bunch of their games. They, they were good back then as well, yeah. Yeah, the Waters Brothers, yeah. all that stuff. But I, when you lived in, in Shenandoah, Iowa, and you're in your low 20s, you really look forward to a weekend in Cedar Falls. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I think uh, it was a lot more fun before I had kids, too. Now I'm basically leaving my wife for six days completely yeah. to go live in what is the high school football version of a casino where you don't know what time it is. The air quality is terrible and you just kind of like go with the flow. So, um, it's fun. It's exciting. Um, I still get to work with coaches, ADs, kids, which is what I loved the most when I was at the register, even though I covered college sports at the end of my run. It, it's crazy. Like I forgot you even worked at the register. I've been doing this as of this week. It's funny you say that I've been doing this longer than I was ever a sports journalist. So, wow. uh, your current high school kids would have no idea that I used to be like the sports reporter, but, um, yeah, this, this is what I've been doing and, and it's great. Do you, do you see yourself doing this for a long time? feels like this is kind of a lifer thing for you. It, it's been a lifer thing for a lot of folks, and I think for different reasons, but it is right now. Yeah, absolutely. My kids are young. Uh, we live just outside Ames. My wife has a job in Boone as well. So yeah, uh, yeah boys in Boone, and uh, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to ride that ship until they tell me I can't do it, it any longer. kind of feels, too, like once you get out of sports journalism, you probably don't go back. There's not I, a lot of guys who decided to do that. I would, I would that. say there's quite a few reasons for that. Yeah, it's yeah. a grind. Like, But you're doing a grind, too. But like, It is. It's a different thing. Labor and, of love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We could go 90 minutes about uh, leaving journalism and not coming back. We'll do but. that another time. <laughs> I have so many questions for you. Fire I, away. Like I, I really do. Cause yeah. I, I think what you guys are doing and, and I would say the same for the, the girls union too. It's just, it's just this really interesting spot Yeah. because it, especially from a content standpoint and you know, the whole like world has changed in the last 10 years. And I would also say from a football standpoint, so I've covered recruiting forever Mm -hmm. for scout rivals. We've never had a better state for football. That's true right now. Yes. Yes. Like, cause I remember like back when I started at scout, there'd be like one or two D one prospects every year. And I know that's not what the association's in it for, but I guess from a standpoint of like, visibility yes iowa has risen 
dramatically over the last 10 years. It's, it's, it's yes and no, right? It's the same thing with club sports, youth sports, however you want to frame it. Um, we're better when kids come in are better. And then our events are even better when there's high profile kids, maybe from schools that don't usually get there and raise the level of a team that they didn't expect to. Um, but I think it's, it's a combination of the level of coaching, the level of preparation, and then ultimately this will sound hokey, but like the level of kid is a different, the average level of athlete competing in a varsity level contest in the state of Iowa is significantly better than it was when you were and I were in high school. It's just a better. Why is that? I think specialization. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, that's to offer for some of it, but that's just individual sports. I would say strength and conditioning has come a long ways. Um, Nutrition has come a long way. The youth sports for better and worse, have developed, and and kids, even if they're doing one thing or multiple things, are more prepared skill-wise to come in. And then as coaching just continues to go, 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 well, then, you know, they can offer that. So we've got assistant coaches at some of these programs that could have been head coaches for 30 years in other places, but the the times change. People move to Des Moines more frequently, and uh, it it all kind of grows, right? Rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. um, The youth sports thing I, I didn't even think about, but, like, kids are just playing sports so much earlier. We're separate from that, but we're inextricably tied. And I think they probably view us the same way. Um, the the one big advantage, and it's this time of year, so we can talk about it, is football. Yeah. Um, they're some seven on seven guy's going to hit me up on social media as soon as this is over. But there's no club system like high school football. Um, yeah. Whether it's the community support, the amount of money, resources, facilities it takes to put together a good football team, there is no club equivalent to football. So I mean that's. 18,000 boys and girls across the state of Iowa playing high school football this fall. Um, and that, that's, that's a, you know, a big important thing for us. That was always a thing when, when I started covering recruiting that like in basketball, it was kind of worthless to talk to the high school coach for, for the longest time for some, yeah. Cause like the AAU guy or the shady uncle in the background. <laughs> yes. But with football, the high school coach meant everything. Yes, absolutely. Getting getting that uh, blessing from from a coach and uh, getting them on visits or hosting folks. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that 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 means everything. So. Um, okay, so I want to get to all those challenges, but first, I did want to promote the games this weekend. I thought you had. A, I appreciate that. I thought you had a great semifinal night. I was. I watched. I watched. I bought the whole ticket and watched watched them all. The Ankeny games. Yes. The game was awesome. The other 4A game was spectacular. The 5A. 5A, 5A now. 5A, is, yeah. yeah. It's all right. You're old school. Uh, yeah, uh, Valley Man. Southeast Polk. I think that was maybe the highest level fo- high school football game I've seen in a few years. Well, like Valley, didn't they start? What was their record? They started 0-4. Yeah. yeah. They had the toughest schedule in the state, and uh, I think it's fair to say they go down as the best 6-6 six and six football team in Iowa high school football history. Do we like so. this RPI thing that we're doing? I mean, we got 13 and 14 to the Uni Dome, and if they, if they deserve to be there, then, I mean, it sorted out. Um, yeah. We also, for the first time, were able to do what 5A people have been asking for. I'm not sure it's replicable at other classes, but we seeded we seeded the thing with RPI. One played 16, eight played nine, they played each other. Yeah. Two played 15, seven played 10, they played each other. I mean, we, we went straight NCAA tournament with it. I like it as a fan. Sure. Because it gives me like a story behind the story, mm-hmm. which is kind of just, that's how I view sports. It's like, oh, okay, the Vikings are six and four, but I'm already looking ahead to free agency. Sure. And like is in the high school ranks now, I can follow these RPIs, and once you guys start putting them out and stuff, and yes. I, and that and you have you have committees now, yeah. at the lower levels. How did that come about? We started it with basketball this winter. Um, we had seen it was a combination of trying to solve a problem and then also promote the event. So we had seen ranking systems, whether that was AP or Radio Iowa or something else, kind of be all over the place and nobody agree on what the ranking is. Yeah. That's not super helpful for us when it comes postseason no. time. We're trying to arrange things. Then we were trying to come up with better ways to arrange our postseason. I mean, somebody right now is shaking their fist at the camera being like darn athletic association and those substates, but we yeah. were, we're trying to come up with better ways to do it. So we came up with rankings committees um, rather than just have one person in a room mysteriously come up with a formula, we got yeah, coaches, then, media members, and our staff to all come together on calls every single week and rank teams. And then you got the, because I know how preps work. Wow, well, that guy had a wife who went to exactly. Johnston. Yes. She yes. hates Urbandale. 
you know. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I know how that works. The, the politics are heavy, and when we're dealing with 367 schools, I mean, we got we got to try and avoid it as much as we can. Well, that's another thing that's so hard about what you do. And I learned this again during my prep time in Western Iowa, mm -hmm. because the majority of our, like, big schools that we covered were 2A. Mm -hmm. Well, back then, and this was a four-class system back then, there were no other 2A schools in Western Iowa. Sure. So, like, they're having to go on, like, three-and-a-half-hour road trips, you know, from Clarinda to Bondurant Farrar or to OABCI. Like, and it didn't – and the fans would always complain about it. Yes. But the problem is, like, you guys have these – This I, I feel like the challenge would be even more now with five because, like, Lewis Central, for instance, yep. there's just not a lot of 4A schools on the western side of the state. They're inevitably going to play someone from central Iowa on their path because that's how the map has to work. Unless yeah. Until we get willing, uh, space travel is invented for high school sports, or we get willing <laughs> to send Sioux City to Davenport, it's not it's not happening. When do you start putting that together? Because it goes in two-year increments, right, as far as... For football classifications, yeah. And that's that's gotten harder to do simply based on more classifications because our maps just get stretched further and further. So um, yeah. we're talking about like a class 3A that's kind of smack dab in the middle. We're trying to put together six districts of six. Well, there might not be a 16 pocket in Northwest Iowa that stretches from, you know, Sioux County to Mason City. That that might be what it is. So yeah. that's a district, air quotes. Uh, okay, we're going to get into more of this. want to thank our sponsor. <laughs> I've got so many questions for you. We're going to have to do a two-parter. Uh, Steeple Ridge Bourbon. In beautiful Erling, Iowa, uh, check them out for your tailgates coming up this weekend. My favorite's the Black Label. We're in the Channel Seed Studios, of course. So, okay, we got championship games coming up. Then we're going to get into basketball and wrestling and doing all that. I wanted to bring you on here because I, I feel like you have a thankless job. I appreciate that. You, you do. Like I, again, and I've seen it from all angles where the associate, I already said a great relationship with Bud Lake. He, mm -hmm. he was your predecessor. Yes, right? correct. Yeah. So he's an a, icon. a different job, but he, he, yeah. Well, that's not an easy shoes to fill. He's a beloved individual across the state. We had to take on a lot of sports information duties. And that's basically what I've spent the last three years trying to update is like all of Bud's work and before him, Mo Kelly to just like, cause they were, your stat junkies, stat junkie, trying yes. to like assemble everything from across the state. And my brain works kind of that way, but I'm more organized and less historical. But it's uh, trying to make all that happen. But Bud was uh, instrumental into providing all that data. What What about the Iowa High School Athletic Association? Do like what critique do you get the most oh. that you think that's just not fair or that's not true? <laughs> I'm sure you probably how, got how like, long do we have? How long do we have? <laughs> um, there's got to be a lot of them because, it, again, there's just the juggling thing that you guys have to do is. Let me give you I'll, I'll give you a smorgasbord here and then you can. I, I told you we could talk for 90 minutes, but I'll give you it. People don't know the difference between us and the Iowa High School Sports Network, who is our who is a private company and our media rights holder. We are a nonprofit organization with 14 employees so that that they don't know the difference. Correct. So they think. We're putting it some. We're putting our TV broadcast somewhere. We're making certain decisions that we're not because that's not what our organization does. They own does. the broadcast rights. Yeah. you guys sold them to them in 2006. 2006 originally. Yeah, yeah. So, Which is a eternity ago in digital media. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the, the organizations are completely different. They have new ownership, Correct. and your guys is organization has basically completely flipped since that time yes most yeah so one b to that is that we're getting rich off this um i i mean i can tell you i can tell you we're not we also have public records we're, we're not a nonprofit, and we send out an annual report to all of our schools our broadcast rights in totality that's postseason lead up that's nfhs network which is a different provider part of our broadcast rights ag agreement and then the iowa school sports network our net off of that last year was less less than two hundred thousand dollars okay so nobody's one B yeah. is we're not the sports network. So nobody's I've, getting rich. I've been told that the greedy bastards up in Boone, like that's not the case. I hear that one frequently. Usually it gets a mute. If you, <laughs> if you swear profanely or, or heavily, then uh, you get a block. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's how that goes. Uh, the other is that the girls union exists. If you're super on the inside, you might have a feeling about athletic association or girls union. A member of the general public often doesn't know that we're two separate organizations. Yeah. Um, we're the only state in the country that does that. 
um, for a hundred years of history and reasons why. Um, but that that's probably the, the biggest mis- misnomer that we get. Is that, do you still think that's a good thing that they're separate? That's a complicated question. Um, it makes my job incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, that's what I would think. Cause you're yes. right. Like even, so I did that piece last week on you guys and the network. Cause I was just getting flooded with people like not understanding this. And I was like, how can I put this together in four minutes to try and help people understand what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And the amount of people who responded to me, well, the girls unions on PBS, and like, well, that's, it's a different, it's, it's a, a different, different animal. Thing. Yeah. Um, and you could have one of them on and they would be positive and well-spoken about why their organization does great things and should exist. And that's how our schools have, feel at this time. Um, I, I would say that we have shown by the number of uh, student athletes and activities we serve and the breadth of activities we serve to students of all genders that we're open to serving even more students. Um, but there are structures in place that keep the athletic association from doing that. Yeah. We need, we need more time for that one. <laughs> and I, and frankly, I don't know enough about that. I yeah. like when I, when I grew up in the industry, I just, it was just natural to me. There was the girls union who did their thing. And then there was the, the boys. And again, and- every other state does it one organization. Um, so we've got the athletic association where the big bad, um, there's the girls union and the people don't know that there's two more organizations. Technically, um, there's a speech association and a music association. So they broke off independently in the fifties and sixties and have never been part of technically part of our organizations. It's weird. So it's really like in weird. California, the speech and music is part, it's CIF, all in one. CIF runs everything and wow. they have departments. I didn't know CIF that. runs everything. And so Nebraska, NSAA, that office runs everything. So um, there might be activities that don't fall under their umbrella, just like there are for us now. So you have 14 employees, like Nebraska's one that handles everything. How much bigger are they? A little marginally bigger, marginally bigger. Gotcha. Um, yeah. It just depends on. But their, the organization is less because, or it's, it's, it's probably easier because it's just everything's at one as opposed to two totally different boards and groups. Yeah. And every state does it a little bit differently. So like Michigan, a state that's not that much bigger than us, they have a media arm as part of their organization. They have an eight person staff that all they do is marketing and content creation. So that's kind of, we're jealous of that a little bit. Yeah. um, Especially as well. Okay. So, well, what's interesting to me and and I I do digital media, that's, that's what I know. And to me, like as a, as a property, which that's probably not a great word to use for nonprofit. But like, to me, I look at you and you are a TV property now. Sure. We, I, we became one. Yeah. In 2006. And we've continued becoming one since we resigned with the Iowa high school sports network. Yeah. It's a TV property. Um, and there's real value there. And I just, especially now with cord cutting with, and, and I just, I look at like, people are crazy about their kids. Yes. Like, yes. They'll watch. And like to me, how how do you juggle that being this this nonprofit organization where your your mission statement is to support the athletes, the student athletes, sure, and the schools, and yeah, yeah. provide provide governance and oversight, yeah, correct. Um, that's a complicated question. It it comes back to where is the money going? Yeah. And again, now if somebody's shaking their fist, are any reports available? <laughs> Let's you know, bring it on. <laughs> You're not hiding um, anything. No, we're not. Um we have given back over a million dollars in checks to our member schools over the last fi- each of the last 15 years. Uh, and that's player allowances, mileage expenses, kids to play in postseason games because we don't control what people do in the regular season. Yeah. So, so like when it, as a broadcast property, it would be, you know, as our organization, how are we using the resources, accessibility, and coverage to best promote and serve our member schools and student athletes. And, you know, are we doing that right now? I mean, you know, I'm going to shrug. Um, yeah. But I, I think I think we can do a better job. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about what that looks like going forward. Yeah. And then well, I, I can also speak from my experience with that becomes a lot more work too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if you, you, you can tell me all about that. <laughs> well, like when I started cycling, when we started cycling fanatic, it was just me writing these blogs and we put some Google ads up there. Sure. And then if you look at it now, it's like, well, sure. We still do that, but we have podcasts, we have streaming, we have Twitter, like Twitter didn't exist. Yes. All that stuff doesn't just, 
do it. Yeah, it's work. I'm going to set off your digital media brain here. Okay, so all, all of this is based around the fact that we have to control what we can, right? So yeah. uh, ticket sales are finite. Um, the media rights contract was signed before I arrived at the Athletic Association. What can I control? Well, five years ago, we didn't allow any kind of broadcasts at postseason lead-up events. So the first round game at your high school, the sub-state final at a neutral site high school. Yeah. That wasn't seen anywhere by us or the girls' union. Yeah. And I created a policy and structure for what I will say to a school or a media outlet who was able to raise funds was a nominal fee to do that. And so we have an access process. And so for the football postseason this year, we had 95% of games were available via live, live stream or broadcaster by folks who wanted to do it. And then we, we create a limited buy-in where they just need to show our logo and show our PSAs. We're not even asking for advertising revenue. Yeah. But um, now they give us a little bit. We give the host school back 50% of that. And now the game gets to be seen by an exponentially larger audience. I noticed that this year because yeah. I got to watch my Clarinda Cardinals play up at Kemper. Yes. So we've Which... been constantly updating that. Um, but we had, I think... Even for the quarterfinals, I think 25 of the 28 games you could have just flipped on. Do so. I have a niece who really good athlete down there, and I rarely miss mm -hmm. a basketball, volleyball, softball. I rarely miss anything. Regular season or postseason? Regular season. Sure. Yeah. Postseason, I'm always trying to be there. So the school tries to either put the, together their own production or a local media outlet does that, and that's usually who we rely on. So. <laughs> And this is crazy, but this is how my mind works. And I don't want to give anybody any. People have probably already thought about it. But if I'm if I'm Ankeny Centennial, yes, what's to stop me from selling my TV rights to Channel Thirteen? I mean, technically nothing. Yeah, we we have so we that, have. Is schools. there anything in place? Because then. There's that's a television property. So for the regular there's season, value there. regular season and postseason get divided. I mean, like it think of it as a barrier. So if so, Centennial and I'm just throwing them out there because yeah. we're recording in Ankeny. If they were to be like, hey, we have five home games this year. Um, Central Iowa Sports Network. Mm -hmm. uh, you can pay us one hundred thousand dollars. I'm just throwing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To broadcast all of, and that probably seems high. But I'm telling you in the future, I'm just, I'm telling you guys, there's money to be made on this stuff. Um, they we, could do that. We have schools that I, I don't need to name right now that have created their own exclusive streaming arrangements. And any other streamer who wants to come in is not granted permission. And if you want to watch, you're going to pay a fee. And I mean, that's, that, that is their right and ability to do that during the regular season. Do you want them doing that? Do you care? I, I understand it from a local perspective. I understand it from a low. If you're a school district, if you're a big high school, if you're a school who's also taking on either production costs or marketing costs, it, it's this isn't all free. And I mean, I, I understand. Well, and OK, so this is really out there. OK, yeah. but I started to my credit. I started saying this five, six years ago on KXNO. Sure. It at some point, let's say. Let's say the Ankeny schools come together. This, this is crazy. This is a hypothetical. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to sell our streaming rights for two years for $500,000. Mm -hmm. For the for regular season events. Yes. yes. Regular season. They can't yes. do postseason. Yes. It would be up to if, if, if a provider wanted to provide that service for the school, it'd be up to the school board to rule over and then them to see through. Are you at all concerned that the star quarterback's going to say, where's my cut? No, because currently is that illegal control? What we can control and <laughs> there are no there's no provisions right now. We have guidance for NIL in the state of Iowa, but there's there's nothing. That's another them. way that your life's changing, though, because this. Whole oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have to again. Be, we've talked about this. You have to be an expert in so many different fields that you wouldn't have seen five to ten years ago. And, yeah. and we have to do the same thing. Do you work um, with like members of Congress and stuff like that? I mean, are you guys in communication with them? Because it. To me, like this thing is always evolving. Most of the time, no. We do get called in. Our relationship is through the Department of Education. So we have a 2080 agreement, and that that's how we are, okay. quote, quasi-governmental, is that we're, we're, we're a private nonprofit, but we get our authority to do things through the Department of Ed. So it's basically marching orders. And then if somebody has questions, we're here to answer. Yeah, I just think, I think, Chris, like the, the appetite for live sports and I... 
I think with the streaming mm-hmm. and with more access to this stuff that you guys are going to, that's coming. I agree. I agree. And I, I think that it will make people bigger fans. Like, I, so I, you used to live in Bondurant. They have an yes. amazing digital Blue thing. Blue Jay Digital does a great job. Yep. I mean, yeah. if there's one better in the state, then great. Like these kids work. It's like a class, right? Yeah. There, there are some pretty impressive productions. I yeah. mean, like, that's what, and this isn't like, just, uh, as an example, Johnston does a phenomenal job. Okay. Um, I mean, like, you could watch their swimming coverage, which, you know, and not, and not everybody's trying to tune into high school swimming, but, like, they've got the, like, almost like the Olympic-style, like, logos and names, wow. and they follow them in the lane. It's like that, but it's not just Johnston. You can go uh, St. Ansgar, North Tama, uh all kinds of little schools that do an awesome job. It's just so exciting yeah, for a media nerd like me. And yes. I just am like, man, I wish I was in high school now. Totally different ball game. I mean, yeah, but I probably also- wouldn't have even played sports. I would just would have been, <laughs> Hey, can I produce all the shows and do play by play? And like it, it creates this whole other opportunity for students. 15 years ago, the kid on the sideline would have been maybe with the school newspaper or the yearbook. And now there are schools with their own digital properties that like you've got one videographer, you've got two photographers, you got one person back at HQ making social media graphics for all those people. I mean, it's a, it's a totally different animal. Tell me about bound. They've sure. been a really interesting company and I've watched them. We actually worked with them back before they were bound mm-hmm. when they were the stat, they had the tournament. Quick stats. Yeah. Yeah. When they ran a uh, turning machine, turning machine. That, yeah. We used to yeah. use turning machine. It's, you'll love this being an old sports guy. We used to use Turning Machine. We actually were like helping them debug it and stuff. We would use it for the Cap City League. Cool. That's awesome. It, it was a pain. Yeah. To put in all those <laughs> Cap City League stats every Sunday and Tuesday. But we we did it because we were you know, we were all we were kind of coming onto the scene together and I know those guys pretty well. What so they how does how, how does that relationship work? So they do they work hand in hand with you or are they completely independent? So they are completely independent. Uh, they have more staff members than we do um, at this point because they're growing and going. To well, other they're states going to other well. states. Yeah. Yeah. So they're um, they're an amazing company. We started dealing with them through QuickStats. They started taking over hosting, support, all that kind of stuff. And then as their company evolved, it happened at the exact same time that we were looking to do a school database. And to even do the stat entry side, we needed logins, access, school names, all these data entry processes, well, they were already building that stuff out. And as we were going about doing it, I know everybody thinks we, we hate each other, whatever. Uh, we got with the girls' union and we're like, what can we do together? And Bound came up with a solution. And so our database lives there. So the old Quick Stats Iowa that people used to click on with the, the black and white screen and the text, that just lives on in a different form through Bound, but we've also merged our school databases there. So ADs put in everything there. We build our tournaments there. All the stats are there. Contact information's there. So um, they're our database provider now. Well, it, and it also, again, I tell you, I'm, a, I'm just a fan of high school sports. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I watch my niece's stuff like religiously, okay? When when the coach doesn't put it in, everybody knows. Yeah, it's a really big deal. <laughs> Even when we had Quick Stats Iowa, I think you talked about high school sports in Iowa. The surrounding states used to think Quick Stats was like the holy grail. Like it was, it was amazing. Like, it, was, it was the greatest thing, and now it's morphed into the twenty twenty three version of what it was supposed to be. And well, you know, I mean. Yeah, we, we don't have to email many people anymore being like, hey, you need to get your stats in because it's just done. Yeah, because yeah. there's such I feel like there's pressure on these coaches to get it in. There, is there a requirement? There, they, there is, but do they no, get fined? Yeah, there's no there's no more penalty anymore. <laughs> there's, there's no there's no more penalty. We used to withhold things, but that, that's not a thing anymore either. So it's just it's an expectation now and people fulfill it in Iowa, which we're re- really fortunate to have. But again, it's so important. And, and I'm talking just when I'm trying to grow the brand of high school athletics in yeah. the state of Iowa. That stuff 20 years ago didn't matter because people didn't have access to it. Correct. The only way you had access was if you had, if you got the Des Moines register, you know, sometimes and like the prep coverage is really falling off because these big companies are laying people off and yep. that, you know, prep gets St- cut. Statewide is a totally, the prep coverage is a totally different animal than it was 10 years ago. And I can speak to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you used to do that. Yes. And yes. it was, but like, I would guess like 25 years ago, like I, I grew up reading Kevin White at the Omaha World Herald. He's with St. Albert now. Like, he's, still, he's still around. Yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah. Oh, me and him used to travel together to cover events. 
He's, uh, he's the best. He was calling games this week at the Uni Dome. So he's was still, he really he's still doing it for uh, radio? Yeah, St. Albert yeah, Bluffs, Bluffs, uh, Bluffs awesome. Radio. Yeah, yeah. So. I knew he was fundraising for for St. Albert. A phenomenal guy. You know, we used to have all these guys, mm-hmm. and now they don't. But people can access the information on their phone. So it. it, it but if you don't have it, like I don't know. I just I think you're going to see more like mega fans of these teams because it's ingrained into their daily life control what we can. So what can we provide from an athletic association point of view that that's in our wheelhouse within our staffing and capacity? Well, we can partner and have a database for our schools to use and stats. Is it perfect? No. Is it ever going to be? No. Um, what can we do from a, you know, broadcast and production standpoint? Well, we can loosen up the reins and make it easier for people to see those first round, second round, sub-state final games that everybody wants to watch and is used to seeing. Well, okay, we can provide that. Well, now what can we do at the state tournament level? Well, you know, ticketing, facilities, whatever. We're always examining that stuff. And, you know, I think that's that's a credit to our exec, Tom Keating, who came in after I started and is all about processes. And he was a former board member and a school guy, and he just how what's our process when we're talking to our member schools about why we made this decision and how do we do it and that's kind of been how we approach everything for the last few years and then in that time we've turned over quite a bit of our staff i know what the reputation is and that was one of your questions from the outset but over half our staff is 40 or under i mean so we're a different organization we're trying to make changes digital ticketing wasn't super popular a few years ago now it's the expectation every high school uses it for regular season events it's what they do Mm -hmm. so um we were ahead of the curve on that (laughs) <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for i'll wait you know well but, yeah, yeah. You, you are right though cause... so it's uh we're, control what we can come up with a process try to make as good a decision as we can and we go with it what about you as a person oh I'm, man well i'm curious about this because again i've known you since you were a baby not literally but 19, a baby 19 a baby baby yes. in the business there's a level of thickness to your skin that you have to have yes to do your role to do anything in media, you know that. Yeah. When on Twitter, every like half the people, it doesn't matter how good you are at your job, they think you're an idiot and that they could do your job better. And sometimes they can. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to admit that. That I'll use the word thankless job again. Your job's probably eighty percent of the people think you suck. And twenty that you hear of. It, at it least, feels that way a lot of that times. You hear yeah, of. I think that's a good. Yeah. How do you deal with that personally? Ooh. I try to limit my time on social media now. And I think people have probably noticed that. I think I was all over the place back when I was a reporter and started out the athletic association. It's not good for me. It's not positive. No. I don't get anything positive out of it. Um, so I want to provide a good social media experience on behalf of my organization. Yeah. But, um, you know, if the feedback is uninformed and negative, that's not helpful for me. I mean, um, so I try to... I don't know if insulate's the right term, but I try to parse through and, and make a better decision with my time than I probably used to. But it still affects me. I'd love to get away from it. I got to be honest. I mean, I, it, it, when I'm at an event and a football game is going on and for whatever reason, somebody posts something that goes viral, the game still happens, Chris. Like, mm-hmm. the, like it doesn't stop just mm-hmm. because a few people online are pissed off. That means they're not there. Or they're not on the field, and my job is to take care of you know what's happening there in the facility and in the venue. So I mean, I, tr- I try to limit my intake as much as I can, um, and you know, hopefully, um, we can find a better path forward with it. We've had a lot of negative headlines about officials mm-hmm. in the last I don't know, feels like the last five years. How how dire is that situation? Is it picking back up as far as finding officials goes? I'd say we've plateaued and or are picking back up in a number of sports. Yeah. Good. I mean, I was Feels just told, like it to me. I was just told 1600 uh, basketball officials for this winter. Um, so, I mean, that that feels pretty good. What's entry. a normal number? Like, is, is that good? It depends. So we're talking 20 years ago. It was probably over 2000 at its worst was probably around 1200. I mean, 1600 being engaged is pretty good. Um, but our participation numbers have done a similar thing with kids. Um, so our message has to be positive recruitment, positive retention. Here's how the athletic association can support you to get you going. Here's how your local school and your officials association can support you to get you going. Try to remove some of the stigma from the position that is unfortunately tied to it just because it's, you look at it and you're like, who would want to do that? Get yelled at for a high school thing for what you know is 
barely covering the gas mileage to get there. Correct. Um, these are high school officials are not full time officials. No, Let's it's be like very the clear. guy who lives across the street from me. Exactly. You. So he's um, got a nine to five and then he's given his time to it. We try to promote the positive aspects of it. Um, and, you know, hopefully that that, you know, ends up paying off. And again, the number the numbers have have leveled and are picking up. Um, we've also started like our wrestling administrator has started a new officials on site clinic so that officials can show up for like in a wrestling room. A, a few different nights before the season starts and get, and then we have, you know, uh, what I want to say training. We have wrestlers and coaches on site to run through positions and then experienced referees to oversee them, um, to like run them through those things between that mentoring, try to make the benefits a little better as we go along, um, to become an official. And hopefully that, that, uh, picks things back up. And I think too, it's, it's what I always tell people. I think it's really important. And, and it frankly scares me a little bit when I'm, I'm sitting here talking about, people becoming bigger fans, that also means that there's a negative thing that comes with that too. And I just, peer pressure, man. If somebody's being a jerk, mm -hmm. call them out on it. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, the number that's, one that's, way to stave this off, yes. right? Bystander intervention being positive. I mean, like, and, and that is hokey and it's blown off. And you can look at our social media traffic when we promote sportsmanship. I mean, you know, it's, it's not nearly as what it is as when we talk about, you know, yeah. what our, our coverage is going to be or our ticketing. Um, but... If we can view everyone at an event as a human being deserving of respect, especially at a high school event, especially, we're just yeah. going to be in a lot better place. I mean, they are high school kids. Uh, let's make it a positive experience for them. These are officials not making a full-time salary, giving up their time to make sure a high school event happens. Let's be cool. Like, let's understand what's happening in front of us. And I mean, as, lo as long as people get that and embrace that and think about that when they show up at an event, we're in good shape. I just think, too... This is me editorializing, not Chris. But <laughs> if you're at a youth sport event, and it doesn't matter what age, if it's, you know, my daughter is eight. She's starting to do some. We're, my daughter's never going to play for Bill Finley, I can promise you. We're not at that athletic level. But, like, it, you know what blew me away last year is we. I had the Bad News Bears sure. Bond Rant Little League. We were not, we were the least talented team in the league, but by God, we had the most fun. But we like you don't really keep score much, but then you get into the tournament and like these these parents, not my parents. I had the best team ever. I, I told them all I go request to be on my team next mm -hmm. year because I want all of you back. But we get into the tournament and there's these people who I, you know, I, I like and love and respect from our and they're acting like maniacs. They lose their minds. And it's, you know, call them out. That, that, that's where I'm at. Like, if yes. Tell them that they're acting like an idiot in a respectful way. We're not trying to start a fight. Well, and here's here's the ivory tower talk coming from the athletic association guy. But if if you're a youth league and or a coach, I mean, it is helpful to set an expectation before the season even starts. Yes, you're joining this team. You're joining this league. You're being a part of this team. You're going to follow us. We don't do that. We we just don't. We're yeah. positive. This is how we keep it. And and again. We have to have, I have a statewide perspective in my job. We, we have to put that message out there. Hopefully it sinks in. We have good apples in the bunch. There are. And they, they relay that message to their fans, their people. And, and the more that that sets the culture, we're in a good place. What are you, so I think that you're on the precipice of major growth. I agree. I agree. Organizationally, how do you guys keep up with that? Is it? What do you, what do you, what's your biggest challenge you think for the association going forward? We have to see through without diving in the weeds, obviously we have to see through what the sports network adjustment is going to be for us. Gotcha. Um, that, and that, once, but that, however that goes, yeah. no, no commentary on it one way or another. Yeah. That sets our course for the next few years because then we're either doing one thing or we're doing another and, th and then we're adjusting our personnel accordingly. Um, I would love to, Again, I'm, I'm one person, so if some people see our social media or our content creation and they think it's lacking or they, or they see some of our other things, we would love to get more creative. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think we can do that. I think we could tell more stories. I think it's going to be necessary as high school sports coverage continues to fall off. Um, that's not a slight at anybody. That's just the, it's, that's the landscape. My friend, it's um, the reality. Yeah. And it's why Iowa Everywhere exists, frankly. Yeah. You know, we this what we're doing wouldn't have existed 10 years ago, Correct. but Correct. it's the hard reality of conglomerates owning media entities. And especially in a state with our population, they're not going to be additive 
So for a while in controlling what I can, right? I can control our sports information. So now I've, I've digitized every publication in the history of the association. It's all searchable and free on our website. I've created record books for almost every single sport. And I, so I think our sports information is going to be the best in the country. Um, we've got a video archive, you know, of what we can and what we can post and stuff that we took from the hall of pride that we closed down and morphed into an online format. I think we've done a great job with that. That was a huge project the last two years. Um, a totally different part of our website. Now what's next. So from the creativity side of things, for me, it all stems, you'll, you'll, you'll identify with this class four, a baseball state semifinal one run game bases loaded bottom of seventh full count game decided on a strikeout. That was the summer in July Ames and Cedar falls, two communities with newspapers, Mm -hmm. TV station in in Waterloo, Cedar falls, a TV station that used to be in Ames, but they're in the Des Moines market. I had one person for post-game interviews. I dragged six players and two coaches up to post-game interviews because that's what we do. One person. That story has to be told. That, yeah. that story needs to be remembered. Those kids deserve to have that game covered. Yeah. And what's that look like for us? I think that's the next five years. How much do... And this is this is a challenge, even where I sit, and I'm I'm covering one college. Mm-hmm. But when you bring in an intern, it's like great, I can get some of this work, and they can get experience. But it often creates more work. My question to you is going to be, how much do high school students play in this going forward? Great question. Um, I think it involves us engaging the schools. Um, we with our video access process that I described for you. We've got student broadcast groups already doing things. The skill sets are there. It probably involves us engaging them and then educating them more, mm-hmm. setting them up with professionals, college programs, things like that when we go from place to place. That gets a little easier depending on the media rights of the situation. But, um, yeah, I think I think that's a big role. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not – and I'm not trying to throw your coll- your former colleagues at the register. Yeah. They can't control – I'm always trying to educate listeners. Like, yes. if you don't think that the register or – Cedar Rapids Gazette is the same, is it? Because it's not. It's not. It's not. But it's not the local people's fault. They want to be doing great work, but there's only so many hours in a day, and their sports staffs are half of what, not maybe a third. Not even half. Yeah, you're right. Of what they were. Yes. When I was at the register, we had two full time people doing agate. They don't even do agate anymore. Well, and I was just editing box scores and standings. And you were not even there in the twilight. You, you, Correct. Like you were, yeah. you were there in the twilight, I guess, of what like that iconic sports department was. Yeah. And again, our friends there do good work. I I'm had not, I had Rick and Randy and Bryce and Gary Brubaker and and great editors, and it morphed into a different. And thing. that was still after layoffs. Yeah, it was. I came right? in, I came in after Dan McCool was laid off. That name will ring a bell to me. Oh, he's an icon. Folks. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, after uh, four different bosses and having to reapply for my own job through four rounds of layoffs um but that's my whole point chris and i just you look at these companies now and while they're still in media they don't the gannett's owned by a hedge fund the individuals are trying their best within their situation yes but yeah the coverage doesn't look the same so that's a challenge for the association is how do we get our events covered what is what is our coverage model look like and I, i think that um once we sort through what our media rights situation is that's something we can try and address i would argue too that the small towns and small schools are in a better spot than the metro if they still have coverage yeah i mean i because they're locally owned i can tell you from football last week we had more interviews take place for 1a a and eight player schools than we did for 4a and 5a i'm not surprised by that yeah because in those communities most of these stations rate a lot of radio mm-hmm. the weekly newspaper really feels like it's man it's hanging on by a thread it is it is but but this is the big show for them so they're there yeah um, that's which, the thing like you wait all year mm-hmm. to go and like the whole community is in like the i saw the uh, I'm a Hawkeye 10 guy. Shout out to my Hawkeye 10 brother <laughs> out there. But like the Creston, like the entire town was there. Yes. Yes. When they were playing in the dome the other night. I think all of Taylor County was there for Bedford. Yeah. And, and the Bedford. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, and we're excited to have them back. That's what, that's what keeps this thing alive. Is, Go is, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I have no rooting interest. Yeah, Chris doesn't I, care. I do. <laughs> I'm a Southwest I, Iowa guy. I, I want a good crowd and a good game. I mean, and, and that's the, yeah, and, and uh, a good performance from our, from our so officials. We so. launched uh, Ankeny Fanatic. Yeah however many years ago. And I'm, I, I think we may have been ahead of our time. I think so too. On something but, like that. But how, 
replicable is it based on your market entirely depends on your support. You you know that. You I mean Well, the only reason that worked is because we already had Cyclone Fanatic. If we would have just launched that without any that's hard. Yes, without any foundation, With without any support. just an advertising based I'm telling you guys, like that that's a difficult thing. Yeah. Cuz the scale's just not there for these companies. It's and that's why I almost think these smaller individual towns like have a better because their companies and it's their livelihood here in Ankeny, you know, on a Friday night, if the Jags and the Hawks are playing, sure. There's going to be a big chunk of people who have high school kids that are there, but everybody, well, I'm going to go to hoo hot or I'm yes. going to, there's just so much more other stuff to do. Yes. Yes. And we're, and we're seeing that across the board, um, across all of our events. So but if you go to Sydney, Iowa on a Friday night, everybody's at the football field. That is what is happening. Yeah. So how, how do we make sure that that story gets told and you know, at what level and with who we'll figure it out. But I think I think it's a good challenge. I'm excited. I I want to sit in on your board meetings, man. <laughs> like I'm all of a sudden really locked into this. Like I am. This is this is a great challenge. I like appreciate it. your interest. I appreciate your questions. It, it, uh, a lot of folks just don't. We can attempt to educate. I will never be able to sink into someone's head that no basketball has been televised since the '50s, but it has never been on public TV, not one time. But because people um, just think because the girls' union and because of wrestling, and wrestling was for a while. Yeah. yeah. So well, I mean, um, I, they, I remember that. Yes. It's wrestling the same night as the NBA slam dunk contest. You watch it on PBS. Football and basketball have never been on there, and so I, I can say that till I'm blue in the face. It doesn't matter. What matters is their interaction with us. That's their touch point. Yeah. How can we make that matter? How can we make that good? And and that's a, that's a challenge all the time. My my final words, and it, it kind of goes back to again. And I again, I've known Chris a long time, and he's as good of a guy. If you're one of those people that has been amped up, like you got good people. Bless you. We Thank have you. good people yes. working for the high school kids. Just be nice to each other. <laughs> and I and I mean it with with the officials yes. with. What you do matters. There's always little eyes watching. Yeah. If it's how old's your oldest boy now? Three. Yeah. If it's if it if it's your boy, if it's my little girl who's eight, if it's a 16 year old high school student, by the way, the parents and the coach act, they take that as a oh okay, it's okay for me to act like this. Attitude reflects leadership. Yeah. Yeah. And and we could tell. We could tell. I mean, I could I could go on and on about the off off the mic uh, of the teams that show up in certain places, and you just know which sets of coaches and fans and athletic directors and school administration feel a certain way about the athletic association. Well, and I would add too. It's like I, I'm a college guy, yeah. So the like Finley at Iowa State, right? For they've had the nastiest in a great way, craziest women's basketball crowd you can yeah. think of because when Finley's younger years when they started going he was one of the loudest guys out there and they've calmed down over the years because Bill's calmed down because they watch mm -hmm. the coach and they right <clears throat> and that's just my example because I'm TJ there talks the about this all the time yes though. I mean yeah what what how is my team going to react to me if I'm reacting a certain TJ's way? deal is that you do not react to an official yeah because once you start doing that then they get a negative idea about you in your head and they're humans and they will but he had to watch what he was doing himself before he even asked his own guys. Because he said, that. if I'm losing my mind, how am I supposed to expect them to follow my lead? Yes. Or to not follow my lead, yes. right? And we can create the positive sports culture that we want to live in. It just starts with you. Yeah, it really does. This has been awesome, man. I We really should have done this a long time ago. So Chris moved into Bondurant and was down the street from me, but we were so busy with children and we never really hung out much we see each other with kids and walking dogs yeah, well, walking the... <laughs> dogs and going in and out of daycare yes. and all all that stuff but you tell everybody um that their work is appreciated it is a thank thankless you. job thank you same thank with you. your colleagues over at the girls union yeah. too it's just uh, and it's not easy you tried dealing with i was talking to a, a friend of mine the other day and i was telling him about how impressed i was with how he manages his staff and I was like, I can't manage four people. Like, I have a hard time. And that's essentially what you guys are trying to do with all the... And I, the one other thing I would put is I feel like I'm in a unique spot because I, at heart, am a rural Iowa guy. Mm -hmm. And I always will be. It's why I moved to Bondurant. It was rural at the time. Yes. 
It still kind of wants to be, but in a weird way. Yeah, that's all right. I had a cornfield in my backyard yeah, at, when I moved the in there. I can now I see Bloom's house, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but you're also dealing with, and I'm sure you see it in Cedar Falls this weekend. Bedford, Iowa, could not be more different than Ankeny. Yes, as far as just how people see the world. Yes. So you're dealing with that as well. What are the needs, questions, challenges at a 4A school versus an eight-player school? I mean, but we have to provide for all of them. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, it, all 14 of a, you. It's a fun part of the job. I mean, th- this is what we're here to do, and this is what our schools want us to do. So um, we'll. I love that. I love that part of it. I love uh, sticking my hand in the air and seeing which way the wind is blowing. I I, I wrote our membership survey this year that was super informational and, and helpful for that kind of stuff. Um, but. We, we can get, we're, I think we're really good right now. I, I am excited for people to see it and I think we can get better. Well, big games. So they start Thursday, right? Thursday morning at nine 30, your, your casual, game? yeah. Eight player game. Yes, Go exactly. Dogs. Yes. Chris is so. not saying it. I am <laughs> Taylor County, Iowa, baby. So seven, seven title games at the uni dome over two days, uh, hall of fame for, uh, officials on Thursday night players on, uh, Friday night, former Cyclone Ryan Cook is oh, uh, going to be fullback. Yes, so um, should should be great. We, we, it's it's a fun time here. Ryan Cook scored like in Dan McCartney's last game, what three or four touchdowns in that game? Yeah, bowl, game, was, bowl game MVP, I believe. So it was yeah. one of the iconic um, performances. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a blast. I I wish if so if Bondurant would have made it, I would have been up there tomorrow. So one of my best friends, my college roommate, is a coach for Lewis Central. Yes, so I. I lo- I'm locked in. I watch all their games and I- I've become again, like I, I think Chris, there's this, this aspect of me where I've been around D one for so long, the purity of the high school that I really enjoy. The thing and- I love is, is how it's not homogenous. I mean, like you, Bondurant was putting together every possible scheme they could with a mash unit of a team to, to win. And they were playing a Western Dubuque team that was doing the same thing. They couldn't really pass, but they had a kid who's rushed for 2,500 yards. How can we get him in space? It's just so different. So it's a blast. It's the best. You're doing a great job, no matter what other people tell you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. He is uh, Chris Quellar from the Iowa High School Athletic Association. You can watch all those games. If you're a Mediacom subscriber. Uh, it's, it's on uh, Antenna TV for the finals. If, oh, it is. For folks, for folks okay. that want to watch it via TV, it's, it's, it's on that way. Great. Yep. Awesome. Um, and then Iowa High School Sports Network. They also have their app if you're a smart TV type person. Uh, that's what I did. I bought the whole season pass. So I'll be I'll be tuned in at 930 tomorrow, baby. Love it. He's Chris Quayar. Uh, this, this has been awesome. We will do this again. And we appreciate all of you listening, watching here on Iowa. Iowa Everywhere.